0: As the song goes, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. It's that time of year, and seeing as it's the holidays, we tell the story of the 1985 Snow Bowl with my brother, Pete Caravu, all before previewing the Packers Vikings game. It's all coming up on Railbird Central next. <laughs> Happy Holidays, Packers fans! Welcome to Railbird Central at Cheesehead TV. I'm your host, Brian Caravu. We're talking Packers football this morning. We're getting a history lesson. And we're previewing the upcoming game against the Minnesota Vikings. To do that, we're going to have a little bit of a different episode than usual today. Um... What I did is, uh, as you'll hear me explain in a second here, uh, I went home for the holidays last weekend with my family and brought the studio with me. And it's it's a little bit like an episode of Comedy Central's Drunk History as uh, we got some beers out and uh, I had my brother talk about the 1985 Packers Buccaneers Snowball, appropriate at the time of year when there's snow during games at Lambeau Field, stuff like that. Uh, I thought, you know, the episode before Christmas, maybe we'd take this in a little bit different direction. So, hope you enjoy uh, an interview with my brother, Pete Caravu. All right. I'm home for the holidays, and uh, today's episode is going to be probably a little bit of uh, like the Comedy Central show, Drunk History. Here we are. I'm drinking beers with my brothers. What are you drinking? Uh, A little homebrew today. (laughs) Homebrewed ale. This is my brother Pete. I'm drinking a... Town Brewery IPA Green 19 so appropriately here that we're discussing Packers football and we're going to discuss the 1985 snowball that Pete was at Packers versus Buccaneers and uh I was probably playing with Legos at the time but how old were you in 1985
1: 1985 I was in college so I was probably about 20 to 20 years old.
0: <laughs> okay, okay. Um, it was um, uh, December 1st was the game uh, of 1985, like I said, Packers versus Buccaneers. And I, I suppose this uh, uh, conversation is appropriate here at the time of year that we're, uh, the current Packers are dealing with winter weather coming off the game in Chicago. That was uh, 10 degrees the game before that against Seattle and Texas. They were uh, playing in the snow. And uh, this game, uh, Pete, uh, just to set the scene, I I know the day before the game you were hunting, and and this isn't to relay hunting stories here, but I mean, describe the scene the day before the game when you were outside
1: all day long. I just remember that day uh, when we were hunting that um, I had had shot a deer that day and uh, we had to go kind of across a crick you know to to get to the deer that I that I had shot and it was starting to snow heavily I mean where you would you could probably see at that point probably about 200 yards you know but it just kept coming down harder and harder and by the time we got over to the deer and then to drag it out <laughs> there, there was a lot of snow on the ground already then. <laughs> so this was how far before the game that the next day of the game was was it a noon kickoff? I believe it was a noon kickoff, uh, from what I remember. And uh... T- tell me the okay the day of the game then. Tell me about going to the game because we
0: live in Crivets, Wisconsin, which is about an hour north drive of Green Bay.
1: Tell me what the the trek was like getting to Green Bay, what should be an hour drive. Yeah, the main thing that I remember about that drive that morning is I remember coming just, if if you know, coming into Krivitz, there's a big hill on the south side of town, and I remember going up that hill, and uh, we were in a line of cars because a lot of people were heading back from the last day of deer season, you know, heading home or heading to the Packer game, whatever the case may be. And I remember a person heading north, pulled in front of a line of cars, and uh everyone ahead of me started hitting their brakes and i was hitting my brakes and i remember turning a 360 up on the top of this hill and uh, luckily there were no cars coming behind that gentleman that that did that and uh i i didn't hit anybody nobody hit anybody and we just kept going and uh that's the main thing I remember. You know, the the drive took quite a while to get down to Green Bay. The guy who cut everyone off, it was did he go in the ditch? He no, he was just pulling in in front of a, a line of cars, and I don't know why, <laughs> right on the top of the hill. But okay, so you get to the stadium, and is it, it's snowing at that point? How much how much snow is on the ground? I would say at that point. Um, there was probably close to a foot of snow on the ground at game time. Okay. Uh, I just looked up the Wikipedia
0: entry of the game. Uh, but so, I mean, I I haven't double checked these statistics, but I have no reason to think they're wrong. It says there were less than 20,000 people in the stands. It said there were more than 35,000 no-shows
1: despite it being a sellout. Would you say that was kind of accurate? Oh, definitely. Um, The thing that I noticed, um, I was on the 50 yard line right behind the Packer bench about five rows up and you know there were people around us there, and there were people on the other side, you know, on the sidelines. But there were very few people up above in the bowl and in the uh, end zones. So you probably could have sat anywhere you wanted this definitely, game. Definitely, definitely, <laughs> yeah. You, there would be no problem
0: sitting where you wanted. Could, have you have you ever looked at like footage of the game, see
1: yourself in the stands because there's not that many, or I don't. Could you even see the stands because there's so much snow? Well, I just remember there was there was a lot of snow in the stands. I mean, obviously they couldn't get rid of all that <laughs> snow in there. Um, I, I can't say I've ever I've seen very. Few or uh, very little footage of the yeah. game, but I, I mean, I remember seeing that.
0: <laughs> uh, so, what are your memories of the game? Then they play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, I believe Steve Young was the quarterback at the time, right?
1: Yes. Uh, the The one funny thing about Steve Young in that game, I remember one play he he happened to scramble or or got sacked, and uh, he came up with a a face full of snow right in his face mask, and that and I thought that was pretty funny. He's digging it out. <laughs> As as I remember, the score,
0: the final score was twenty one nothing. So it was a shutout by the defense. Was there a, a feeling of jubilation after the game? Or I mean, this is a period of kind
1: of a lull in Packers history, right? There there was no playoff hopes at the time. No, uh, <laughs> not at that not at that time. Uh, they were. Those those wins back then, uh, it just felt like that game. Tampa Bay really didn't want to be there. They wanted to be <laughs> home in the sunshine. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they did. Um. So
0: then after the game, uh did was it still snowing through the game? After the game, what was
1: the drive home like then? Well, I was going to school at Stevens Point at the time, and I remember leaving the the stadium and walking across the street to the to the my vehicle and. Uh, I just remember how deep the snow felt at that point, and uh, I ended up spending the night at a small hotel motel in Green Bay. I didn't even I didn't even go to Stevens Point that day because it was <laughs> it was terrible, and uh, I believe they canceled school the next day at at point <laughs> from what I remember. <laughs> oh, wow,
0: that really tells you how much snow there was. Um, so that's the story of the 1985 Snow Bowl here. But while I got you, uh, the Packers' next game uh, is against the Minnesota Vikings. And I think this is a good question, seeing as uh, I think some people would be interested in knowing or, or what it's like. You're married to a Minnesota Vikings game. I mean, what is that like when the Packers play the Vikings? Is there awkwardness? What,
1: what would you say? uh oh, there there is a little bit there's a little bit of ribbing on both sides <laughs> more than anything um My wife is a, definitely a Viking fan, but I wouldn't say she's a huge fan that she gets super excited obviously she wants her team to win, but uh it's more just a fun ribbing between. The two of us. I well, guess. when
0: you're 0 and four in the Super Bowl, there's not much to cheer about if you're a Vikings fan. <laughs>
1: That's correct. <laughs> How? What
0: would you make of the Packers' playoff chances now with two games left in the season? Uh, we know that they're one game out of first place. Uh, I guess they control their own destiny now because the Lions lost against the New York Giants, so. Uh, but this assumes the Packers do beat, have to beat the Minnesota Vikings in order for that last game to, uh you know, mean anything. So what what, what do you make of the Packers' playoff chances?
1: Yeah, um, the main thing is that the Packers have a lot of momentum going for themselves right now. You know, you're talking a four-game win streak, and when you get on that, um, you, you know there's a good chance, you know – that you're going to come out with a victory. The only problem is these division games, these teams know one another very well, and it's hard to get a victory, as you saw today.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We're recording this interview right after the Packers beat the Chicago Bears, a game that came down to the last second, pretty much. Um, If you had to predict the outcome of the next game, Packers, Vikings, Christmas Eve,
1: what's the final score going to be? This game's going to be back at Lambeau. Uh just cuz it's going to be probably cold weather again I would I would expect it to be fairly low scoring the Vikings seem like they have a hard time scoring at this point so you know I'm I'm guessing the Packers probably by less than a touchdown okay sounds good to me
0: Pete thank you so much for taking some time to uh talk about the 1985 Snow Bowl game and uh go pack go all right thank you Like I said, that is my brother Pete Caravu um joining us here at Railbird Central on a Friday morning. Glad to have him joining us. Glad to have you, the listener, join us as we continue on with the show. Packers News of the Day. Hope you enjoyed two thick Wisconsin accents there. That was fun. Um, but getting uh getting back to the podcast and, and Packers news here. Speaking of snow. Uh, the Packers put out the call for shovelers on Thursday for the first time this season, paying volunteer workers to clear the stadium of snow in time for Saturday's game. It's always fun to see the turnout the organization gets from the fan base. Uh, There are times they have to turn away fans from manual labor, which is crazy. Uh, But the job is done. Lambeau Field is clear for Christmas Eve. But as far as the players go, one of the big news items coming out of this week is comments Clay Matthews made to the media on Wednesday. Uh, Pardon me, I think they were on Thursday, saying he's getting close to being effective once again, Uh, if I could paraphrase Clay Matthews. And thank goodness, because if you're like me, you've probably been very frustrated watching Matthews the past few weeks. You know, a popular opinion has been, if he can't be effective, then he should just sit until he gets himself right. Because with the exception of the Seahawks game, when he put a little bit of pressure on Russell Wilson, and I mean a little bit, it's not like he even got a sack that game. Uh, That was really the only time in about the past three weeks when it seems like he's helped at all. And then, you know, the game against the Texans, the game against the Bears, I haven't seen anything out of Clay Matthews uh, that, that's helped this team really whatsoever. Uh, he's almost better off being on the bench. But he says he's getting better. And the Packers need him out there because one other big news item this week a uh, fellow outside linebacker, Nick Perry returned to practice with a big club cast on his hand. And it remains to be seen how effective he'll be if he plays with that. He's missed now the past two games for the Green Bay Packers. And, you know, he, he tried to play the game. He got his hand injured and played a handful of snaps. Um you know i don't know what the packers are going to do with nick perry um i suppose if there's enough you know other people who are just kind of fringe guys uh who will be on the inactive list maybe you try to go with him and just play him in certain situations like maybe running downs because he's so good setting the edge it could be some sort of rotations where Nick Perry is playing more rundowns and Clay Matthews is playing more passing downs that kind of suits the injuries that they have. Um, You know, Nick Perry might not be able to do a whole lot of hand fighting when he's rushing the passer. So maybe if he can just kind of dig his feet in and hold his ground, maybe that's a good thing for the front seven of the run defense. And with Clay Matthews, basically, not being able to take on blocks very well. Maybe he just kind of tries to put on a pass rush, uses speed to his advantage. That's just a presumption on my part. I'm not sure what the Packers are going to do this game, um, but they need Clay Matthews out there healthy uh, and effective because he's not been. And now also, J. Elliot Elliott was in the did not practice category the past two days. After injuring his hand against the Chicago Bears, it's not looking like he's going to play either, so that leaves the Packers with even less depth at outside linebacker. It's a good thing Julius Peppers is 100% even if he's, you know, uh, a little bit limited in from his age standpoint. Uh it's a good thing he's healthy because they need him out there. Him and Dayton Jones and and a good thing Kyler Fackrell has come back from his hamstring injury uh, because with with such a banged-up group, they need those guys to be out there taking significant and meaningful snaps on the field. So that's that situation. Uh, We also learned more about the car crash James Starks was involved in. He actually collided with a semi-truck, according to the Green Bay Press-Gazette. Thankfully, it didn't happen on a highway. It, it happened around 4 o'clock a.m. the day after the Seahawks game, although the report says alcohol nor drugs were factors in the crash. Uh, so that's, that was scary to read that. Uh, thankfully, it wasn't a fatal crash or anything like that. But Starks remains in the concussion protocol. He hasn't practiced yet this week. And I'd say he's a long shot for the game on Saturday. Uh, although, like I said, maybe we'll learn a little bit more when the Packers release their final injury report. Uh, we'll talk about more about that in the day ahead. Uh, but to preview the upcoming Packers-Vikings game here, I can't help but feel good about this team heading into Saturday's game. And what's what has me feeling that way is, is obviously the four-game win streak. But if we take a look at a couple games in particular, the way the offense played last week against the Chicago Bears, especially the running game, that really made me feel good in terms of, you know, it was the coldest game of the year. It's it's maybe 10 degrees. And for, for them to have an effective run game featuring Ty Montgomery and Kristen Michael... You know, this is the time of year where you may have to rely on the run game more heavily. And they did that. And I wasn't sure that would happen. Or at least it wouldn't happen to the extent that it did. uh, And how well those guys played. Um, and, And then, conversely, or on the other side of the football, the way the Packers' defense played against the Seattle Seahawks the four interceptions of Russell Wilson and and just, you know, the all-around defensive effort for that matter, that made me real feel good about the 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 Packers defensive side. Um and, and so you take those things together and it, you know, I'm I'm just liking the direction this team is headed right now. So, my score prediction for the game, I've got the Packers winning 28-17. Uh, in front of the home crowd at Lambeau Field on a holiday. I think it's going to be a very high-energy game. And, you know, this this is a whole lot different environment than the last time the Packers and Vikings played. You remember the last time they played? It was week two of the season, and it was the first regular season game in the new stadium history of the Minnesota Vikings. There was obviously a ton of energy from the opposition that game. Uh, everybody was excited to to open the new stadium, and understandably so. Uh, but that was a, a healthier Vikings team back then. They're a little more banged up now. And, it, you know, I, I think what also has me feeling good is because the, the Vikings' offensive line is so poor, I think they'll allow a pass rush. You know, the Packers pass defense has been so spotty this season. Um, you know, it was like I said, it was good against the Seahawks. But other than that, you know, it's it's been hit or miss. But I think this game, they're going to do well because they're going to allow a pass rush. And even, you know, that that's exactly what the Packers need right now. And at a time of the year when Clay Matthews is less than 100%, when, when Nick Perry is playing with a club cast, when J. Elliot Elliott might be out for the game, you know, the, the magic elixir the Packers have is the Vikings offensive line that's going to be so poor they're going to allow pressure to no matter who's out there. To They're going to allow pressure to old man Julius Peppers. They might even allow pressure to Clay Matthews at less than 100%. Um, and, and so that's good. And and anybody else, Mike Daniels, who can provide a pass rush, great. I th- I think it's going to happen. And even if the Packers secondary isn't on top of their game, the fact that they have a pass rush in front of them is going to make it that much easier. It's going to put pressure on Sam Bradford to get out of that, get that ball out early, maybe a little bit too early, and then we've got some turnover situations potentially happening. So that's why I like the Packers this week. Packers win 28-17, 5 game win streak by the end of the game and heading up heading into a very meaningful matchup with the Detroit Lions in the regular season finale. Can't wait.
1: The day ahead.
0: All right. So the Packers release their final injury report of the week on Friday. And we've already rounded up a few of the injuries at the linebacker positions. Already went through, you know, Clay Matthews, Nick Perry, uh, uh, J. Ron Elliott, stuff like that. The, the things we're looking for elsewhere on the injury report on Friday might be the offensive line. Uh, TJ Lang and Lane Taylor, they've both been limited both days of practice this week, uh, Wednesday and Thursday. So, um, you you hope that maybe they're listed as full participants. Uh, it may be an estimation for the Green Bay Packers because uh, I, I don't know how much they're going to do the day before the game here with, with Christmas Eve being the next day. It, it could be more, you know, they always say it's it's an estimation rather than what they really did on the practice field when when those type of situations arise. And that could be the case this Friday. Um, uh, so hopefully Lang and Taylor uh, are, are at full participation or at least they're getting healthier and, and ready for the game on Saturday because Mike McCarthy has said he isn't concerned about them. So that's a good thing. Uh, I have no reason to think they won't play or anything like that. And then finally, uh, Demarius Randall. Uh, He's been limited, too, with a shoulder injury, limited on both days of practice this week. Maybe that's part of the reason he had such a poor game this past week against the Chicago Bears. We can only hope that's the case. Maybe he gets better. Maybe he doesn't. We'll see. But this will be all the information we're going to get because typically head coach Mike McCarthy has his final press conference of the week on Fridays, but because the game is on a Saturday this week, there will be no press conference today. So, you know, typically every Friday, I'm like, yeah, go watch the live stream at Packers.com. It's not going to happen today. Um, uh, Just because of the atypical schedule, the Packers are following here, Uh, but... Regardless, uh, whether they practice or not, uh, whatever's going to happen, uh, they still will release an injury report, and that will come out sometime Friday afternoon. The one thing that is going to happen on Friday uh, is a, uh, and this is unusual as well for, for a Friday, but the home game alumni appearance which usually happens on Saturdays, but it's happening today, Friday at 11 o'clock AM central time. The duo uh, appearing inside the Lambeau field atrium are former Packers fullback William Henderson and linebacker Bryce pop. Uh, These are nineties era green Bay Packers. Um, they're going to be signing autographs inside the Lambeau Field atrium, I believe for free. This isn't like the Salvation Army signings here. So if you happen to be in town, uh, if you happen to be going to the game Saturday, and, and you are within driving distance of Lambeau Field, feel free to get some, some free autographs from former Packers Pro Bowlers back in the day. Uh, those Those players were fun to watch. William Henderson... And then Bryce Pop, I can remember back in the day when Bryce Pop was one of the best pass rushers in the league. I believe he led the league in sacks one year. Um, he unfortunately left the Packers as a free agent eventually, uh, but always remembered for what he provided the Green Bay Packers while he was wearing the green and gold. So that should be really cool. If you're in town, feel free to go check that out. And that pretty much brings today's episode of RailBird Central to a close. Thank you, everybody, so much for joining us today. My call to action here in the spirit of the holidays, uh, one last time here. Um, if you haven't done so already, uh, I'm going back to something else here. Um, the GoFundMe page for former Cheesehead TV writer Adam Check uh still has is just short of meeting its fundraising goal. You can see right on the Cheesehead TV homepage, uh it's all it's <clears throat> pardon me, all set up on there. You will see the goal was forty thousand dollars. Right now there is thirty seven thousand dollars and counting raised already uh to to benefit the family of Adam check and his two young sons um, to set up a college education fund for them. Uh, so I thought here with Christmas, we'd give this uh, Christmas on the way. We'd give this one final shot here. Uh, Adam was a great man and a, and a very talented writer. And I think this would be one great way to honor his memory. If, if we could make one last drive here, one last shot at hitting this goal of forty thousand dollars, and like I said, you know, it's it. We've already raised a ton, uh, more than I think anybody thought we could ever do, uh, for his family in this time in need. So if if you're willing and able, just you, it's all set up right on the Cheesehead TV homepage. You just got to click the little widget, uh, to to donate a little bit of money. To Adam's Pack uh, and the GoFundMe campaign, we have set up uh, any small amount will do. Uh, even if it's just $5 or less, it would be greatly appreciated. So I think that's appropriate here uh, with the holidays on the way uh, that we make one final effort to meet that goal. Other than that, have a great Christmas and a great holiday, folks. We'll be back again next Wednesday. There will be no episode of Railbird Central on Monday as uh I celebrate the holidays with family myself. So uh we'll be back again on Wednesday with Nathan Yonke of ProFootballfocus.com, wrapping up this, this Vikings game, and we'll be looking forward to the season finale against the Detroit Lions. Like I said, have a good holiday, folks. We will see you later on behalf of everybody at Cheesehead TV. I'm Brian Caravu. Uh, I leave you today with a song called Velvet Red by Conspirator on Psy Fidelity Records. That's what Santa wears, red velvet, right? Anyway, we'll see you, folks. Go, pack, go.